Sunday, April the 9th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Happy Easter, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name's Claire. I'm uh, one of the ministers here, and it's really lovely to be uh, together this morning. I have seen some of you already today, though, and quite a few of you were in your pyjamas. We met on the beach this morning, and uh, it was wonderful to be together. We uh, watched the sun rise, and it did rise. It did rise eventually. It took a while to come over the cloud, but we saw the sun rise, worshipped God together on the beach, and uh, enjoyed welcoming this Easter Sunday in. Now, I think there was about 50 of us on the beach, and most of you are here today. Uh, so if someone falls asleep next to you today, that's that's completely fine, okay? I mean, I know I'm not the most interesting speaker, but if they fall asleep, leave them. If they start dribbling or snoring, could you raise your hand so we can all make an embarrassment of them? Because that would be really good. I could bring the mic over, we could hear their snoring. That would be really good. So if anyone falls asleep, that's absolutely fine today. Uh, uh, But I have got chocolate later to perk you all up as well. It was really lovely to be on the beach together, and we uh, used our senses whilst we were there. If you've been around at Burlington for the last few months, you will know that we've been exploring different ways to listen to God, different ways to experience his presence. And so as we stood in the semi-darkness before the light came this morning, we took a big breath in and remembered that verse that said, be still and know that I am God. And as we heard the ducks going over the estuary and the water running down through the stream and Paul Bolton's dog singing, which was beautiful. Gilly made a beautiful singing noise. Uh, it reminded of us of our senses, our hearing, our eyesight, our touch and our taste. And we're going to continue that theme today. We're going to think about uh, the resurrection story through our senses. So I'm hoping uh, that you have got your ears open and your eyes ready to be used. If you're like me, you probably have heard the resurrection story in all kinds of ways, and now you've even seen it in Lego. Aren't you proud? Yes. We are going to do Lego Church in a couple of weeks' time, so if you uh, enjoyed that, then watch out for that. Uh, We're going to do a coronation uh, Lego Church. But actually, I've heard that story so many times that the big surprise of Jesus not being there doesn't always feel like a big surprise because I know the ending. I know what's happened. I've heard it probably thousands of times rather than hundreds of times. And so today, what I'm hoping will happen as we use our senses to experience the resurrection story, there'll just be a fresh way of us together enjoying this story and listening in to what God has got to say to us today. So if I can have my slides on the screen now, guys, that would be great. Now, I've got the most boring set of slides alive, and there is a reason for that. Not because I'm lazy, not because it's been a busy week, but because I want you to use your imaginations today. Can you do that? 
I don't want to stimulate you with pictures on the screen. Have we got nothing going on? Let's try again. My end. Yay. Yay. You might also find it useful to have your Bible open uh, and look at Matthew 28, the verses that Chris just read to us. There are some Bibles on the table if you haven't got one. Uh, you might want to open that up so everyone else around you can also uh, have a look. But Matthew 28, verse 1 to 10, were the verses that Chris just read to us. And they begin with this. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. I love that. If it wasn't big enough to roll it, he then sat on it to say, I did that. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were afraid of him and that, that they shook and became like dead men. I wonder what's the most outstanding view you have seen. I have to say, the locks of Scotland are up there with me, looking over the big locks and the massive mountains. Or well, we got the privilege of going to the Great Wall of China. Now that's an amazing view, if I'm honest. But some of the other amazing views that we've had around here in church, for example, are when every single person I've seen get baptised. That's an outstanding view for me. It doesn't quite look the same as the mountains or the Great Wall, but actually somebody giving their life to Jesus, that's an outstanding view. I wonder what the most awesome sight you've seen. Mary and the other Mary and the other disciples got to see the most awesome sight they'd ever seen on that good morning. I suspect it was something that they never believed would happen. They'd heard Jesus talk about it, but then he died in that awful way. They'd watched him hang on a cross. They'd seen the spear thrust into his side to double check he was definitely dead. And they sat in their grief for a day or so wondering what on earth they were going to do. But then this happened. The most outstanding view they'd ever seen. They come to the tomb expecting to go and see Jesus dead. Instead, they encounter an angel. An angel sat on the big stone that was rolled in front of the tomb. What an amazing view that they got to see. So use your eyes for a moment. I'd like you around your tables, maybe just there's quite a few of you around tables, so two or three together perhaps, to have a look at that verse on there. What did the women see? What describing words are in the passage? How do you think they felt when they saw the angel? Just for a minute with the person next to you, answer those questions. Find some describing words for me. Find out how they were feeling when they saw that angel. What do you think? Go for it. That's nice. Great job. Well done. So I reckon a few more photos and then probably see how okay. 
Okay, just another 30 seconds. How do you think those women felt seeing an angel? How would you have felt seeing an angel? How would you have felt? You walk along and there's an angel just sat on the big stone. I love it. I love this story. As we see again and we capture it, isn't it amazing? You guys are really going for this. (laughs) All talking about lunch, I'm not sure. What did they see? They saw an angel, but then we read a bit further on that they then saw Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. And with their own eyes, they must have robbed them, thinking, is it early? What's going on? They encountered their friend and then who they knew to be their saviour and their messiah. I wonder how they felt. I wonder what you can see God doing in your life at the moment. You see, they saw the resurrected Jesus. But since this time last year, when we had uh, our Easter together, do you know what? I've seen God do some amazing things in my life. I'm looking around this room, and a lot of you have been there at points. I think back to seeing God meet us really powerfully through the Daniel fast, especially through the uh, worship time we had on the Wednesday where people were praying for each other. We were worshipping God and we just didn't want it to end. There's so many moments where I can see God's been at work in us as a church family, but I can also see that God's been at work in my own life, healing deep sadness helping me through grief, helping me to discover that he's always there for me through the good and the bad. I've seen God at work in my life. So let's be quiet just for a moment. Mary and Mary saw the risen Jesus. That was a startling moment of seeing God at work in their lives. But if you think about your life in the last month, where have you seen God What have you seen God doing in your life? And what has God been doing amongst us? Let's just have a moment to think about that before we share perhaps with the person next to us. Let's just have a moment of silence. Okay, let's take what we were just thinking about and just very briefly, I don't have to go into detail, but why don't you share the answer to one of those questions? What have you seen God doing in your life recently? Just with the person next to you for a moment. Go. Unless you want to sit upstairs and just see. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, another 30 seconds. So if the other person hasn't had a chance to chat, let them some space too. I wonder what you've seen God do in your life. So let's come back together then. We've used our sight to see something of the story. And we've thought about what we can see in our own lives, God doing. But what about our ears? The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. They go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him now, I have told you. And then a bit later on, just a couple more verses on, they meet Jesus and he says, greetings. Do you think that's really what he said? (laughs) Anyway, greetings. Maybe the Greek translation doesn't come across quite so well in the uh, good old proper English. They came to him, they clasped his feet, and they worshipped him. And then he said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there I will see them. You see, this isn't just about what they saw. It was about what they heard with their ears. The angel and Jesus spoke to them and spoke words that would change their lives forever. Now, seeing an angel would change my life, if I'm honest. But then hearing the words of the resurrected Jesus, wow. That's amazing, isn't it? That is absolutely amazing. And these were words of encouragement, words of hope, Words that confirmed everything that Jesus had been saying to them. But even more than that, confirmed what the prophets had said years before Jesus had been born. These were words that not were only telling them of who Jesus was, but also they were really encouraging. Do not be afraid. I have to say, if I saw an angel and a resurrected Jesus in that moment, I might have been a bit afraid. Maybe it's just me. But those words, do not be afraid, were words they needed to hear as they met the resurrected Jesus. So, what words of the angel and of Jesus would have encouraged the women, do you think? What words would have made no sense? What words would have surprised them? What do you think the women felt as the angel spoke? Again, just with your neighbor, just two minutes. How do you think they would have felt? What would they have understood as they heard those words? You've got two minutes with your neighbor to answer those questions. We have enough communion out.
Another 20 seconds. Another question for you then. I wonder what words of Jesus I need to hear today. Using our ears, we've heard through the reading of God's word that Chris gave to us some words already of life. I am alive. But I wonder what words Jesus wants you to hear today. As I stood on that beach this morning, over and over in my mind, I just heard the words, you are loved. It was really precious. As the sun came up, I just couldn't escape those words. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. They were the words of Jesus that I needed to hear as I woke this morning. And believe me, it was early. I was amazed I heard anything. (laughs) But actually, as I stood there, there was just those words of Jesus. And so as we've done a number of times in the last few weeks, why don't we again just be quiet and ask Jesus, what word... Or words do you want me to hear today? The angel said, do not be afraid. Maybe that's a word for some of us today. We need to know that we don't need to be afraid. Or maybe it's, I am with you to the end of the age, which is what it goes on to say in the rest of that Bible passage. But I know Jesus has got a word for each of us. And it might feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm listening for. That little voice in your head is often God, just bringing something to mind for you. So again, let's just have a moment or two of silence. Listen in and just ask him the question, what word or words of life have you got for me today? Let's just listen. Your words are life to me, Lord. They bring hope. They bring certainty. They bring security. They bring joy. They bring that sense of identity that I need from you. They bring words of encouragement into my life, Lord. And so I'm grateful that you speak to me. Thank you for what you just whispered in the silence. In Jesus' name, amen. Just love you to share that word with the person next to you, not for any other reason than I wonder by next week you might have forgotten it. And so maybe next week, with the person next to you, just want to remind them, do you remember Jesus said to you, your love last week? So just for a moment, very simply, don't need to explain it, just say, I think God was saying, you're loved. Go.
make sure the other person gets a chance to share. Okay, if I can have your attention back, that would be great. I would like you next week during coffee to find the person you were sat next to and remind them of what God said to them today, because that will be words of hope for them. Okay, so we've thought about what what the uh, Marys saw. We've also thought about what they heard. We've thought about what we can see God doing in our lives and the words that we need to hear from God today. Our next sense is touch. And there's this little verse uh, that we read a minute ago that says, they came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. In the John uh, um, trans- in the John version of the resurrection that we read on the beach this morning, it, it said that Jesus said, don't cling to me, don't hold to me. But they, they clasped his feet and then he said, no, no, go on, you need to get on and go and tell everybody else what's going on. It's a lovely phrase though. They came to Jesus and they fell at his feet and they reached out to touch him. In the John version of the resurrection, we read the story of Thomas, who completely doubted that Jesus had come back from the dead until Jesus walks through a wall, that's a surprise, and stands in the room and says, you can touch my hands. You can see where the nails went through. And then Jesus says, put your fingers here. See my hands. Reach out your hands and into my side. Stop doubting and believe. I think that Jesus uh, said these things because he knows that by nature, we're creatures of doubt. We're creatures of doubt. Until we see something for ourselves, we don't believe it. Until we touch it and we feel it, we don't often believe it. We might not trust gravity until we stand firm and go, yeah, okay, there's something holding me on this planet. We need to experience it, touch it for ourselves. And so for the Marys touching Jesus, it made the doubt escape. For Thomas being able to see and touch what Jesus was and who he was, it helped their doubt disappear. Now we can't touch Jesus in the same way. He's ascended to heaven. And we'll think about that over the coming weeks. But actually, Jesus invites us to experience experience his presence. Because as we celebrate on Pentecost, he came by his Holy Spirit and enables us to experience his presence, to know him with us, and to be able to almost touch heaven in one way or another. And as we meet God through his Holy Spirit, I always find that that encounter changes me. It turns my doubt into belief. When I see God at work in my life or someone else's life, it turns my doubt into belief that God is there with me or with that person in one way or another. So as we think about touch and how them touching turn their doubt to belief, what do we need to do today to believe in Jesus more, to trust him more. Perhaps there's a situation in your life that is really hard to trust him in. What can you do? What can you do to trust him more? I'm hoping that as we worship today, as we share communion in a few moments, 
we'll see some of our doubts turned into faith. Some of the things that perhaps we are worrying about, we can leave at the cross with Jesus and say, I'm leaving them there so that I can trust you more. So just for a moment, again in the silence, and I'm not going to ask you to share this with someone else. This is just between you and God. What do you need to do or believe to help you trust Jesus some more? Just have a moment of quiet. Lord, as I've seen and looked back and seen you at work in my life, as I've heard the words that you've spoken to me today, I reach to heaven as a sign of trust. I trust you with that situation that I've just thought of, that area of doubt that I'm struggling with, or that circumstance, or that person. I lay it at your feet and I reach to heaven, call on your name, knowing that the resurrected Jesus has all power over sin and death and sickness. So I trust you. I believe you. And my hope is firm in you. Amen. So in a few moments, we're going to think about taste and smell. But we're going to do that during communion. We're going to do that together then. So as we've looked in... Resurrection Sunday stories again. Just a reminder as we go into this week, watch out to see where God is at work in your life. Watch out to see where he's at work in us as a church. Let's see what God's doing and celebrate together what he's doing. Let's listen out to the words of God that he's got for each of us. And honestly, when we hear the word of God, it changes everything. What have you got to trust heaven with as you reach out to touch heaven and say, Lord, I'm trusting you. Turn my doubt into belief. Turn this situation around in the name of Jesus.